0: In this episode, Joe Harvey, the founder of Health Food Delivery Service and Cafe The Raw Store, shares his experience of being the victim of a cyber attack. It resulted in several of his clients being defrauded, despite the fact he didn't store card details on his website. With cyber attacks increasing in both frequency and sophistication, Joe hopes his story could help other small businesses protect their data and clients from opportunistic hackers. Please excuse the traffic noise, we recorded this in the Raw Store's bustling headquarters which is on a busy road. Joe, thank you so much for joining me. Tell me a little bit about who you are, your business, your background.
1: So I run the Raw Store, we are a healthy whole food cafe that operates in St Peterport in the Bordage. We have a shop where we serve lunch to people, we also have a online delivery service which is really where this story starts.
0: Start with the beginning then
1: so for our delivery service we had a website where people could place an order online Um, they would order their lunch they would be directed to a third-party website in order to collect the payment details to pay for their lunch we would receive their order and then we would go deliver it
0: you get very little information from the customers and that was one of the points you wanted to get across
1: well certainly from a from a, a data protection perspective entering into this i was very keenly aware of not keeping unnecessary details for our customers. I think it's a really important kind of trust element between you and your customer that you um, keep only the details you need to, because otherwise that data, if effectively for small businesses anyways, is, it isn't very necessary. But if you were to read online about the things that Google collects and Facebook collects and other places, you would think that collecting all this data is, is, is really handy. Um, And in reality, unless you are big data, it's
0: not. You felt that you were pretty well versed in some data protection issues. So tell us a little bit about what ended up happening.
1: I found out one day after being contacted by the police that um, several people who had bought food from us had, had their card details or had money taken from their account and it turned out that the common denominator was that they had bought food from the raw store. So we went in to see the police. What had happened is our our website had been hacked. At the time, I wasn't. Um, the biggest surprise was that, as I mentioned before, we used a third party payment provider in order to minimise, or as I thought, eliminate the risk of actually having people's car details stolen because we didn't hold any of that. It being a big risk, um, best to avoid rather than put yourself and your customers at risk, it turns out that hackers are really quite clever and that doesn't protect you at all. So we had some customers who had their card details skimmed off of our website as they were purchasing food and as an effect of that they'd lost money from their account. Lucky thing about that is that through Visa everybody is completely insured by this so at the end of the day, no one did lose any money, but at the time, it's rather shocking for customers to, to have to go through that. And the process of contacting your bank and deleting your card details is, is and having money taken is, is quite shocking. It's
0: a bit shocking for you also as a small business owner who's doing their best to do all the right things.
1: The shock was we had, had thought that by not utilising certain functions like embedding you know, embedding a card payment system in our website and redirecting people to a third-party payments that um, site that they would be protected. And also by data minimization, reducing the amount of data that we held on people um, to everything, that the only things that we needed, which were, you know, a name, a delivery address, a contact number and an email address, that we were making sure that we were protecting our customers by m- minimizing the information that we we held about them. And also, not using that information was another thing. So whilst it was stored on the website, it would would never be an issue of us downloading that data into a spreadsheet to then check off email addresses or contact them unnecessarily. It was all stored on the website, and it wasn't manipulated in any way.
0: So what was the weakness identified then? What
1: did you learn from this? Having spoken, having had the website, established that the website was hacked, we liaised with a local cybersecurity company, did a thorough investigation of our website, and their advice was that the platform we were using, which is WordPress, which is the most commonly used platform throughout the entire world to design a website, mostly because it's really versatile, but a lot of it is open source, um, and that in itself leads to security risks. So their advice was what you need to do is move off to a closed ecosystem website immediately. You can never eliminate a risk of having a website act, unfortunately. That um, is something we learned along the way. If a government or a criminal organization with enormous amount of backing really wants to get in, they are getting in. Um, but moving away for a closed ecosystem where security is handled by the website developer themselves, as well as all in-house payment processing, as well as all of their own coding. And there isn't this open source coding that's able to happen is a really, really good way, it turns out, of of minimizing the security risk of someone breaking into your website and undertaking criminal activity. So we moved from WordPress onto Wix um, very, very shortly after this incident happened. And sadly, that's... The biggest takeaway is that it wasn't can you do something to fix your website it was up sticks and completely start again um, on a much safer platform which is what i'd recommend to everyone who's <laughs> a small business that um is asking you advice
0: why did you feel it was so important because it's brave sharing your story why did you feel ready to do that
1: well i think that for us it's something that's already happened It's an incident that, luckily, I think because we acted so quickly and we were so transparent with the Data Protection Agency, with our customers, with the police, and it actually, although we inherently lost a percentage of customers because of this, um, there was an enormous amount of support from a lot of our regulars that completely understood and work. You know, living in Guernsey. There's lots around data protection because there's a huge finance and insurance industry over here. So everybody learns about it and everybody's also understanding that it can happen to anyone and it happens to a lot of people. I think that for us, telling this story is important because I don't think we're a small business that's food based, that's taken the protection, you know, taken the, the made the adjustments needed in order to protect our customers. And people, I think, certainly small businesses, it would be really, really valuable for them to learn from the experiences that we've had because I feel that whilst we did end up being hacked and this was a really bad issue, there's not a huge amount that I feel that other people would do differently unless they really heard about the experiences of, of someone else. And I do understand that there are actually lots of businesses in Guernsey that have data breaches and that have been hacked. Um, the really won't speak about this because they feel it's damaging to their reputation. We're lucky that we're a small food business um, and we're not based in finance.
0: We were doing a piece about phishing recently and the methods used are so sophisticated now and becoming increasingly more so. Do you think that we could do more to support small, medium-sized businesses who don't have these sort of cybersecurity teams, experts behind them?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I, I think... I agree with that, but it's from an understanding of fun, how much more well-funded and well-armed, you know, criminal activities and nefarious government organisations are, um, because this is a, a multi-billion-dollar industry. Is is really it, it, like in it in relation to our business, skimming people's card details? Um, it. It can, in essence, seem like a victimless crime, because all of these card details are insured. And so, just specifically with the example of us, even though um, people did temporarily lose money, at the end of it, because it was insured, everybody got it back. So, from the perspective of a criminal organisation, who pays? Well, the insurance pays. It's not... And I think that's it's it's a very it's it's an incorrect philosophy. But people could easily use that to justify their ethics of, of doing that to people. In our case, I suppose an argument against that would be well, the business that you hacked lost a lot of customers, lost reputation, caused a lot of stress, and it caused a lot of stress to the people that had money taken as well. And I think, had we not taken the steps to be transparent and contact our customers and really move quickly
0: to address the issues that we did have. We might not be doing deliveries right now. Do you find that you've had much feedback from other small businesses? The nature
1: of being a small business is that there's not really a community around being small businesses. So the dissemination of information about how you would pass our experiences on to other people, there's not the infrastructure there for it. And... With the advent of the internet, a small business, whilst it might have been 50 years ago that you'd have a shop that you, people, people could come to, and then you'd have your next door neighbour and your other next door neighbour, people could be, you know, a student sitting in their bedroom running a website that's drop shipping from X country to Y country. And you would, they would never have to move out of that sphere of their own bedroom without even having to... You know, the infrastructure is of people that are speaking of different languages, with different distribution networks in different currencies in different areas of the world. So, and, and that is a lot of what e-commerce is now. How do you inform those people? What network, what spider web really is there? And that's also another reason why I think it's so important for me to, to, to use this as a... It, we use our experience as... A kind of soundboard for other people because I'm not really sure how people would find out the risks otherwise. Um, we're in such a, a funny time where regulation and security is playing catch up with the pace of development of something like understanding how the internet can be used as a tool for commerce, but. It, the the pace of the, the pace of increase is so much faster than regulation can really catch up with it. So when you asked me the question before about can more be done, well, yeah, but I don't. I, 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 I sympathise with with regulatory bodies like the Data Protection Agency because you know wh- what information was useful yesterday is not today, and what is useful today will not be tomorrow. It's not a case of might. <laughs> the more I see this playing out, because I'm sure we're not the only people that it happens to. Credit card fraud happens all the time. And there must get to a point in time where the amount of money that insurance corporations are paying out to cover these losses, it will it will be addressed by them. It can't be in perpetuity. That We have had additional financial burden, but that's purely because we've taken the steps in order to protect our customers to the greatest extent possible for, for our small business. Um, and I think that really comes back to customer relationships and reputation protection rather than there being financial penalty for insurance or you know, banks not trading with you or not accepting, not accepting you as a uh, merchant services provider, not accepting you as business. But there's definitely, um, there, there has been an increase in regulation over the past few years in order to better protect consumers with the introduction of SCA, with the introduction of um, other regulation to make sure that your website or your small business is is kind of set up to protect credit card fraud from, or all, all types of fraud from happening. However, having gone through that process on a website like WordPress and using things that are more open source, it's very, very difficult and very, very confusing to really make sense of all of your obligations, enormously so. Um, and that's why it's really, it was really beneficial for us to move on to closed ecosystem platforms. And I, yeah, it's I can't recommend it enough to as many small businesses as, as possible. You're protecting yourself, you're protecting your customers. Um, And you're saving yourself an enormous headache.
0: As an example
1: of of the scale of how much nefarious activity is is out there on the net, Um, the company that helped us, uh, Black Arrow, they have a honeypot device which is designed to attract hackers other criminal activity. And um, in the small island of Guernsey, they Get 10 million hits a month on that device. The internet doesn't have any borders; it doesn't care about you know customs or who lives where. And a lot of the um, malicious software that's out there is often inert as well. It's a crawler; it goes through knocking on the door of each of each of these you know websites, just really trying to spot security flaws. But it's not active. It's all A lot of it's passive, and that was a real surprise to me because, in essence, before this, I thought I would have to be actively targeted by someone. It's not true at all.
0: What takeaway would you like people to think about before we wrap up? So,
1: in in our case, and I think in every case, actually, um, it's when starting a small business, certainly that's e-commerce based, everything that you would read around is centred around customer experience and usability and uh, functionality of, of websites and, and, and design and how they look in order to, um, you know, capture that customer base, retain them and give them a good experience. In all of that, the word security is never mentioned. The word data handling, never mentioned and so I think that having an awareness when you're entering into this that security is as important as functionality and one does not have to impact the other Um, there are a huge amount of platforms out there now that again having done this research that that, that certainly from a closed ecosystem perspective come hand in hand in the other you have Wix, you have Square, you have Shopify and other kind of I suppose these are are particular e-commerce but even if you're a you know you are an influencer with a website and, and or a blogger or a YouTuber, that um, these using platforms that merge the two is, is really, really important because from what the experiences that I've had from something more open source like WordPress is that, yeah, it's more useful for you. It's also more useful for the, you know, the, the hacker or whatever criminal organization that's after either the data that you hold, or bits of your website, the information that could be valuable to you if you're a tech company and you store you know, sensitive data online, it's really important to get a matter of both. I guess my takeaway for other small businesses is to, when looking into um, designing a website, please, please speak to your web designer or whoever's, um, or, or even if you're looking at doing it yourself you really need to be aware of security acting synergistically with functionality and design because through my journey that's what I understand now that that, that really wasn't kind of apparent when when this website you know, when my initial website was
0: was built that's not the cheapest option but long term it's probably the safest
1: yeah it is, it's it, but it, it is and, and and when you when you weigh up the risks it, it it is the cheapest option, and I can speak from experience that you know we lost a lot of business, um, and we lost customers. And again, as a small as a small whole food business whose um, objective is to provide health and effectively happiness through through the product that, that we do provide, reputation and customer um, relationships are, are really really important. So trust is trust is a big part of that. Thank you, Joe. That's
0: really really nice to speak to you and share all that with us and i'm sure it will help other people as well thank you